Good morning, here's chapter 3 of What Does the Bible Really Teach? Title, What is God's Purpose for the Earth? What is God's Purpose for Mankind? How has God been challenged? What life? What will life on earth be like in the future? God's purpose for the earth is really wonderful. Jehovah wants the earth to be filled with happy, healthy people. The Bible says that Jehovah God planted the garden in Eden and that he made to grow every tree that was pleasing to look at and good for food. After God created the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, he put them in that lovely home and told them, Be fruitful and become many, fill the earth and subdue it. Genesis 1, 28, 2, 8, 9, and 15. So it was God's purpose that humans have children extend the boundaries of that garden home earthwide and take care of the animals. Do you think that Jehovah God's purpose for people to live in an earthly paradise will ever be realized? I have spoken, God declares, and I will also carry it out. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11, 55, 11. Yes, what God purposes he will surely do. He says that he did not create the earth simply for nothing, but formed it to be inhabited. Isaiah 45, 18. What kind of people did God want to live on the earth, and for how long did he want them to live here? The Bible answers, the righteous will possess the earth and they will live forever on it. Psalm 37, 29, Revelation 21, 3 and 4. Obviously this has not happened yet. People now get sick and die. They even fight and kill one another. If something went wrong, surely, however, God did not purpose that the earth should be as we see it today. What happened? Why has God's purpose not been fulfilled? No history book written by man can tell us because the trouble started in heaven. Question, what is God's purpose for the earth? 2a, how do we know that God's purpose for the earth will be fulfilled? B, what does the Bible say about humans living forever? The origin of an enemy. The first book of the Bible tells of an opposer of God who showed up in the Garden of Eden. He is described as a serpent, but he had... He was not a mere animal, the devil and Satan who is misleading the entire inhabited earth. He is also called the original serpent, Genesis 3, 1, 11, Revelation 12, 9. This powerful angel or invisible spirit creature used the serpent to speak to Eve, even as a skilled person can make it seem that his voice is coming from a nearby doll or dummy. That spirit person had no doubt been present when God prepared the earth for humans, Job 38, 4, and 7. Since all of Jehovah's creations are perfect, however, who made this devil, this Satan? Put simply, one of the powerful spirits, sons of God, turned himself into the devil. How was this possible? Well, today a person who was once decent and honest may become a thief. How does that happen? The person may allow a wrong desire to develop in his heart. If he keeps thinking about it, that wrong desire may become very strong. Then if the opportunity presents itself, he may act upon the bad desire that he was Thinking about, read James 1, 13 through 15. This happened in the case of Satan the devil. He apparently heard God tell Adam and Eve to have children and fill the earth of their offspring, Genesis 1, 27 and 28. Why all these humans could worship me rather than God, Satan evidently thought, so a wrong desire built up in his heart. Eventually he took action to, do, to deceive Eve by telling her lies about God. Read Genesis 3, 1 through 5. He thus became a devil, which means slander. At the same time, he became Satan, which means opposer. By using lies and trickery, Satan the devil caused Adam and Eve to disobey God. 
Genesis 2, 17, 3, 6. As a result, they eventually died as God had said they would if they disobeyed Genesis 3, 17 through 19, since Adam became imperfect when he said all of his offspring inherited sin from him. Read Romans 5 through 5, 12. The situation might be illustrated with the pan used for baking bread. If the pan has a dent in it, what happens to each loaf of the bread made in the pan? Each loaf has a dent or an imperfection in it. Similarly, each human has inherited a dent of imperfection from Adam. That is why all humans grow old and die. Romans 3, 23. When Satan led Adam and Eve to sin against God, he was really leading a rebellion. He was challenging Jehovah's way of ruling. In effect, Satan was saying... God is a bad ruler. He tells lies and holds back good things from his subjects. Humans do not need to have God ruling over them. They can decide for themselves what is good and what is bad, and they will be better off under my rulership. How would God handle such an insulting challenge? Some think that God should simply have put the rebels to death, but would that have answered Satan's challenge? Would it have proved that God's way of ruling is right? Jehovah's perfect sense of justice would not allow him to put the rebels to death right away. He decided that time was needed to answer Satan's challenge in a satisfying way and to prove that the devil is a liar. So God determined that he would permit humans to rule themselves for some time under Satan's influence. Why Jehovah did that and why he has allowed so much time to pass before settling these issues will be discussed in chapter 11 of the book. Now though, it is good to think about this for Adam and Eve right to be to believe <coughs> Satan, who has never done anything good for them, was it right for them to believe that Jehovah, who had given them everything they had, is a cruel liar? What would you have done? Is it, it is good to think that about these questions because each of us faces similar issues today. Yes, you have the opportunity to support Jehovah's side in answer to Satan's challenge. You can accept that Jehovah as your ruler and help to show that Satan is a liar. Psalm 73, 28, read Proverbs 27, 11. Sadly, only a few among the billions of people in this world make such a choice. This raises an important question. Does the Bible really teach that Satan rules this world? Questions, what sad conditions now exist on earth, and what questions does this raise? 4, 5a, who actually spoke to Eve by means of a certain B, how might a formerly descendant have honest person become a thief. 6. How did the powerful spirit, son of God, become Satan the devil? 7a. Why did Adam and Eve die? b. Why do all of Adam's offspring grow old and die? 8. 9a. What challenge did Satan eventually make? b. Why did God not destroy the rebels immediately? How could Satan have offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world if he did not own them? Who rules the world? Jesus never doubted that Satan is the ruler of this world. In some miraculous ways, Satan once, followed, once showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Satan then promised Jesus all these things I will give you if you fall down and do an act of worship to me. Matthew 4, 8 and 9, Luke 4, 5 and 6. Think about this. Would that offer have been a temptation to Jesus if Satan was not the ruler of these kingdoms? Jesus did not deny that all these worldly governments were Satan's. Surely, Jesus would have done that if Satan was not the power behind them. Of course, Jehovah is Almighty God and the creator of the marvelous universe, Revelation 4.11. Yet nowhere does the Bible say that either Jehovah God or Jesus Christ is the ruler of this world. 
In fact, Jesus specifically referred to Satan as the ruler of this world. John 12, 31, 14, 30, and 16, 11. The Bible even refers to Satan, the devil, as the god of the system of things. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, and 4. Regarding this opposer or Satan, the Christian apostle John wrote, The whole world is lying in the power of the wicked one. 1 John five nineteen. Questions? 10. How can you support Jehovah's side and answer Satan's challenge? 11.12a. How does a temptation of Jesus reveal that Satan is the ruler of this world? B. What else proves that Satan is the ruler of this world? How Satan's world will be, will be removed? With each passing year, the world is becoming more and more dangerous. It is overrun with warring armies, dishonest politicians, hypocritical religious leading leaders, and hardened criminals. The world is a, as a whole is beyond reform. The Bible reveals that the time is near when God will limit the wicked world during his world of Armageddon. This will make way for a righteous for a righteous new world. Revelation 16, 14-16 Jehovah God selected Jesus Christ to be the ruler of his heavenly kingdom or government. Long ago, the Bible foretold a child has been born to us, a son has been given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, his name will be called Prince of Peace to the increase of his government and to the and to peace there will be no end. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 footnote. As regarding this government, Jesus taught his followers to pray, Let your kingdom come, let your will take place as in heaven, also on earth. Matthew 6 10. As we will see later in this book, God's kingdom will soon remove all the governments of this world and itself will replace all of them. Read Daniel 2.44, then God's kingdom will usher in an earthly paradise. Questions 13. Why is there a need for a new world? 14. Whom has God selected to be the ruler of his kingdom, and, and how was this foretold? A new world is at hand. The Bible assures us there are new heavens and a new earth that are awaiting according to God's promise, and in these righteousness is to dwell. 2 Peter 3.13, Isaiah 65.17 Sometimes when the Bible speaks of the earth, it means the people who live on the earth. Genesis 11.1 1. So the righteous new earth is a sign of people who receive God's approval. Jesus promised that in the coming new world, those approved by God would receive the gift of everlasting life. Mark 10.30 Please open up your Bibles to John 3.16 and 17.3 and read what Jesus said we must do to receive everlasting life. Now consider from the Bible the blessings that will be enjoyed by those who qualify for that wonderful gift from God in the coming earthly paradise. Wickedness, warfare, crime, and violence will be gone. The wicked will be no more, but the meek will possess the earth. Psalm 37, 10, and 11. Peace will exist because God will bring an end to wars throughout the earth. Psalm 46, 9, Isaiah 2, 4. Then the righteous will flourish, and peace will abound until the moon is no more, and that means forever, Psalm 72, 7. Jehovah's worshippers will live in security as long as their Israelites and Bible times obey God. They live in security, Leviticus 25, 18, and 19. How wonderful it will be to enjoy summer security in paradise, Isaiah 32, 18, Micah 4, 4. Food soldiers will not exist. There will be an abundance of grain on the earth, sang the psalmist. On the top of the mountains it will overflow. Psalm 32, 16. 
Jehovah God will cluster his righteous ones, and the earth will give its produce. Psalm 67, 6. The whole earth will become reparative, lovely new homes and gardens will occupy land that had once been ruined by sinful humans. Read Isaiah 65, 21 through 24, Revelation 11, 18. As time passes, parts of the earth already subdued will expand until the whole globe is as beautiful and productive as the Garden of Eden, and God will never fail to open his hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalm 145.16 There will be peace between humans and animals. Wild and domestic animals feed together. Even a little child will have nothing to fear from animals that are now dangerous. Read Isaiah 11.6-9.65.25 Sickness will vanish as a rule of God's heavenly kingdom. Jesus will do healing on a far grander scale than when he was on earth, Matthew 9.35, Mark 1.40-42, John 5.5-9. Then no resident will say, I am sick, Isaiah 33.24, 35 5 and 6. Dead lovers will be restored to life, but the prospect of never dying. All those sleeping in death who are in God's memory will be brought back to life. In fact, there is going to be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Acts 24.15, read John 5.28-29. and 29. What a marvelous future awaits those who choose to learn about our grand creator, Jehovah God, and to serve him. It was to the coming paradise on the earth that Jesus pointed to him when he promised the criminal who died alongside him, You will be with me in paradise, Luke 23:43. It is vital that we learn more about Jesus Christ, through whom all these blessings will be made possible. Questions 15. What is the new earth? 16. What is the precious gift from God? those whom he approved and what must be due to receive it. 1718, how can we be sure that there will be peace and security everywhere on earth? 19, how do we know that food will be abundant in God's new world? 20, how can we be sure that the whole earth will become a paradise? 21, what shows that peace will exist between humans and animals? 22, what will happen to sickness? 23, why will the resurrection bring joy to our hearts? 24, how do you feel about living in paradise on earth? What the Bible teaches, God's purpose to make the earth a paradise will be fulfilled. Isaiah 45, 18, 55, 11. Satan now rules this world, John 12, 41. 1 John 5, 19. In the coming new world, John will bestow many blessings on mankind. Psalm 37, 10, 11, and 29. Okay, listen to this third chapter and what the Bible, what does the Bible really teach? Thank you for listening and have a good week.